Welcome to All Up In My Lady Business. I am your host, Mary Nisi. On this podcast, I'll explore the fine line between having it together and losing your shit. Here I share my journey as an entrepreneur, a mom, a wife, a DJ, and randomly a beekeeper. I have no shame and no filter except the ones I use on Instagram. My stories of resilience, a little structure, and a lot of resourcefulness can show you how to take those same things and live your life with your whole ass. Thanks for listening. Welcome to All Up In My Lady Business, and I am your host, Mary Nisi. So today, what are we going to discuss? What makes Mary Nisi, Mary Nisi? I guess we've all kind of had these thoughts in our heads of who I am. I am a 46-year-old white lady. I live in the city of Chicago. I have a husband. uh, His name is John, and he has a job I don't really understand. He works, he's a municipal bond trader, and uh, uh, that's about the beginning and end of what I know that he does. I have a son. He is seven years old right now, about to turn eight. My son, he goes to school at public schools. He's in Gerda School here in Chicago, and for all of the shit that Chicago public schools get, his school is really incredible. Today, I have a bit of a saltiness because uh, as of last night at 1130, they decided to just cancel school because COVID numbers have gotten so bad and they didn't have a plan. And I'm just sort of having like suburban FOMO to a certain extent where I'm just like, God, I just wish that I could just go to school at my neighborhood school and it's probably working. But we are in the middle of a pandemic and I have a lot of, you know, feelings when it comes to the pandemic because I want what's best for my kid, but I also want what's best for the world. And I think those things can be the same thing, but a lot of opinions out there that are a bit fucked right now. But anyway, on this episode, I'll be talking about my early careers in retail and comedy and how exactly that got me to becoming the uh, DJ and business runner that I am. Then something kind of big happened in my life this week, and I want to talk about that. So buckle in. I am originally from Nebraska, from Omaha, and I'm from a huge family. I've got five brothers and sisters. I'm the fifth of six kids, and there's five years in between me and my older brother, Bobby. Uh, It's funny because my four brothers and sisters that are older than me, they were all born like boom, 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 like one year, one, two years apart. And there's five years and there's me. And I asked my mom once, I was like, mom, was I a mistake? And she goes, oh, honey, you were all mistakes, as if that was going to somehow make me feel better. Uh, And I thought it was funny at the time. And now I realize it was kind of a little bit inappropriate but whatever. Anyway, I am here in Chicago right now. I've actually lived in Chicago longer than I've lived in Nebraska. I came here for college. I went to DePaul and I started with a degree in English and ended with one in art history, which for those of you playing at home, it makes for a very marketable, just you're just ready to take on the world with that kind of degree. So anyway, I graduated and I was working in retail. I worked like relatively like high-end retail all through college. I worked at Henry Bendel, uh, which was this fancy department store. I worked in the homeware department there called Macintosh. And uh, I worked there for like three years. And then my boss from Bendel was moving up to BB, the women's clothing store BB. And um He's like, you can come, but you're going to work in the back room because I was just really, I never was really all that quite ready for prime time when I worked at, in high-end retail. I was, I, my hair was pink and I, you know, was a bit more rough around the edges. 
Anyway, so I worked retail for a really long time. And then I started uh, temping because I was like, oh, well, that involves typing. And that's much more big girl and important. So I worked for this woman. And there was another one of our clients took improv classes. It was like to schedule some fun into her week. And I'm like, oh, I'm funny. Maybe I'll take an improv class. And so I, I started taking classes at Second City. And I literally took them for like three weeks. And I was like, okay, this is the rest of my life. Like, I'm going to I'm gonna just quit my job and I'm going to become an, a professional comedian. So I went and I quit my job and I got a job waiting tables. And I just spent all my time and all of my money that I had available taking improv classes. I uh, started taking classes at IO at Improv Olympic. It was Improv Olympic back when I was doing it. And it was funny because I became an intern there because if you were an intern, you got free classes. And so I worked the box office on Wednesday nights in exchange for free classes at the theater. And uh, I got on a house team at IO. And our first show was the day after 9-11. And we were literally backstage. And we were trying to figure out what the team was going to be called. And uh, there was a brief moment. This was the day after 9-11. And we were almost called Pentagon. And then another person suggested Osama bin Laden. You guys improvisers, man. We don't even... And we fa- we settled on Fox Force 5, which was the name of the pilot that uh, Mia from Pulp Fiction was in. It was a TV show that she was on in um, in Pulp Fiction, which at the time was such a like a dated... We thought we were so like underground by like calling ourselves that. But that was our name. We were a house team. We were on the schedule for many years. And then I got cut from the schedule, as everybody does at some point at IO. And uh, I did comedy sports. And I was on a team at a place called The Playground. This team was called Inside Vladimir. And uh, fun fact, it was started by Tina Fey, Amy Poehler, and Rachel Dratch, like, uh, like five years before I was on it. So, like, I never was on it with them, but it was a team that they had started back in the mid-90s. And with Fox Force 5, I got to perform at a couple of comedy festivals in New York City. And I actually performed in a show that was right before a show that Tina Fey and Amy Poehler did. And I actually got to talk to them about it once. Anyway, I digress. I did improv for a very long time. And I did a lot of corporate comedy. Uh, I did audition for, us for Saturday Night Live. Didn't make it past the first round. I did audition for Boom Chicago, which was a comedy th- place in the Netherlands. It was like a com- it was like a Chicago based. It was a Chicago started comedy club in Amsterdam, and I actually made it through a couple rounds of callbacks for that. And I there was a period I'm like, I'm like I'm moving to the Netherlands. This is it, baby. This is like my, my future. And then I didn't make it past this, the the second round of callbacks. But I basically came to realize that like. I was good, but I wasn't great. And I was just sort of keeping this comedy thing alive. And at the same time, in the midst of all of this, in 2001, I started DJing on a a community radio station that was out of university here in Chicago. And I was on that station for seven years. I did the morning drive. And when you do a morning drive show, people are, they're crazy fans. They're like very rabid and because you're like part of their routine and, you know, they want to have a positive, fun, ridiculous human. And I was, you know, 25 and had a lot of energy. So I started doing um, the morning drive. I did that for a long time, for seven years, as I mentioned before. And one day, somebody called the request line and they were like, hey, um, would you want to DJ my wedding? And I was like, sure. How hard can that be? And so I I think I charged them $300 and I had a five disc changer and I borrowed a friend's crappy mixer 
And then I had a disc man. So I had a disc man, a five disc changer, and I had a, a big book of CDs. And I went to their wedding and I just crushed it. Like it was great. I did a great job. Like I had a great instinct for it and people went nuts. It was great. Chris and Katie Brown. I love them. I'm, I'm friends with them on Instagram and Facebook. I'm, I've done all their cousins and nephews and siblings weddings. Like I love them so much. Chris and Katie Brown, if you ever listen to this, you know, I love you so much. Anyway, so I did their wedding and I, I just I had once again, my another eureka moment of this is the rest of my life. Like the, the first one was with improv, but the second one was with DJing and that one's, that's the one that stuck. And so I had a friend that worked for a DJ company here in Chicago and she got me a job at the company and I started DJing for them. He needed help in the office. So I got to work in the office for a bit and kind of see how things were running and things that worked and maybe things that could be improved upon. And I was turning 30 and I was just like, you know what? I don't want to work for other people anymore. I'm, I'm a terrible employee. I've been fired from more jobs than I've quit. And I just wanted to be like, you know what? I'm, I'm done with trying to work for other people. So one day I was on a trip with some improvisers to go through a corn maze that detail is irrelevant here. Uh, and we were kind of working on names and we were kind of riffing on words that had to do with weddings. And I came with toast and jam like, I remember I was driving down the street and it came to me and I got a chill through my body and I was like, oh my God, this is it. I incorporated the next day and I had a friend, my friend Greggles, Greg, he made me a website. He designed me an ad. I took up, I took the last chunk of money I had in my life. I had $4,000 to my name. I dumped it all into an ad in Brides Chicago because wedding bride, wedding magazines were how you would um, make it happen. And uh, I started getting more clients than I could handle. And I went to the radio station and uh, there were these two women that DJed there, Kate and Rachel. They had a show called Kate and Rachel's Old Style Show. And it was one of my favorite shows on this channel. And I emailed them and I was like, hey, would you guys want to get together and maybe work for me? And I met with them. I met with them at there's a bar here in Chicago in Ukrainian Village. It was called... Uh, the pizza bar, and it's now the Continental, which are equal. I mean, when it was pizza bar, it was so gross. It was like a disgusting bar, but it was it was kind of wonderful. Uh, and now the Continental's still gross, less wonderful. Um, neither here nor there. But I talked to them at the time when I went with them. I didn't even know which one was Kate and which one was Rachel. But now I I hired them, and they they're still working for me. That was two thousand five, and they are still working for me to this day. And. From there, I brought on Dustin, who for many years was our token male. I like to make the joke that I had him there to keep the EEOC off my back. But they were my first real hires. And then I've just always kind of brought in people to work for me that have never really done this job before. I love, I love training uh, new people to work here. So I've always just kind of brought in friends and friends of friends and uh, and kind of created this little ragtag team of DJs. And um, we went from having just them. I mean, I've we do at this point now, like 700 weddings a year. This is prior to the pandemic. We were doing like 700 weddings a year. And then we moved along with the radio station uh, in 2007. Things kind of fell apart at the radio station that we were working at. And a big group of us broke off from there. And we're like, what if we started our own radio station? And uh, that was where Chirp Radio came along. Uh, there were eight of us. We met at Moody's Pub up in Rogers Park here in Chicago. And we ate burgers and we basically sketched out how we can start our own radio station. And we started out as a lobbying organization, which is a whole other episode all on its own. But in 2007, we came together and we've amassed like 
200 volunteers and we were able to get the online station up and running in 2010. And then I believe it was in 2017, I believe we wound up getting our terrestrial license at 107.1 FM. So we really were a grassroots organization that came together to like start a station. And we, we really do it. We've got a, a good thing going there. And it's awesome. And so now I do a, a show there on Mondays from 12 until three, got out of the morning drive and have the best spot in the world. Mondays, 12 to three. I love it. And um, I started the record fair. That was one of our biggest fundraisers. We started it when I was at um, the other station and then continued it with Chirp. I was the um, director of that for 10 years and I grew it into the largest vinyl fair in the Midwest. And, uh, and then I left that uh, after I, or when I got pregnant, I think was when I, when I stopped um, doing the record fair. Um, and I, I've done, I did music quizzes and things like that with the radio stations. So this radio station is always going to be part of my life. When the pandemic started, I got a Peloton, like so many people did. I am uh, an avid exerciser. Like if I don't get, if I don't exercise, I am a raging, horrible person. Like I am, I just, I need to exercise. And when the pandemic started, I was like, oh my God, my gym closed down. I don't know what I'm going to do. I bought a Peloton. (laughs) Uh, And there is an instructor on there. His name is Cody Rigsby. uh, And he is just a gem of a human being. He's so funny. And he's, he's really funny. He gets a little dirty at times. He really got me through so much of the dark days of the pandemic was doing his shows. But he had this, sh- this playlist one day where every song mentioned asses. And he was like, you're going to do this class with your whole ass. You're going to put your whole ass into it. You're going to be half-assing this class. You're going to be doing it with your whole ass. And it was so funny. And I, I couldn't believe that it had never occurred to me to like live something like, you know, like do something with the whole ass. Like I was half-assed is definitely a thing that was like always kind of a statement, but whole assing it really living life with your whole ass, doing things with your whole ass. I mean, that's, I, it really spoke to me. And um, I think part of it is because I've got a juicy butt. I've got a, I got a thick can with two C's. And I think it really kind of spoke to me both metaphorically and physically, because I do live my life with my whole ass. And so it got me idea of like, you know, what is what does it mean to run my business with a whole ass? What does it mean to parent with my whole ass or be a friend with my whole ass? I feel like that's what where we should all be striving for is like kind of having this whole assed living. And so, you know, the a whole ass person, they care. They're global thinkers. Uh, they work really hard and they they want to be inclusive and professional and make money and get respect. And those are the things that I, I strive for personally and professionally myself is to just try to do my best. And I know we're all trying to do our best, but this is my version of doing my best. My goal with this podcast is to show how I am living my life with my whole ass, how I have been uh, at times half-assing and maybe even a quarter-assing, maybe an eighth-assing. Is five-eighths of an inch assing? I don't know, but I probably have done it. And so I'm trying to show my whole ass to you while you're up in my lady business. This all got very dark, very moist all of a sudden. So every episode, I'm going to try to tie in the whole assness of it all and uh, and how we can, you know, I can maybe show you the ways in which I have half-assed and how I tried to give it a whole ass spin. 
And this week, this was a crazy week. I'm not going to lie. I I bought a building in 2017 and started another business inside of it called Ampersand Cowork. And it was a co-working space and it, it did pretty well. Um, but I got a, an offer that was too good to refuse and I sold it. And uh, I don't own the, I don't, I don't own the building anymore. And I, and I just kind of closed down Ampersand, which I feel like took a lot of balls. It was, uh, but it felt right. So that's my, that was my big movement of the week is that I sold a business. I sold a building. I closed down a business and, uh, and I'm starting this podcast that all happened this week. And so it's kind of a lot. And it seems like it's almost like I had to shed the weight of the building and shed the weight of ampersand in order to, to get the, the clutter out of my brain and not just do it half-assedly. I've been trying to start this podcast since the end of 2019. I came up with the name of it at the end of 2019. And I came into 2020 and I had the name of it. I had the idea for it and I couldn't quite figure out what it was going to be. And I, you know, I was thinking about it. I was getting my notes together and then the pandemic happened and that kind of knocked it out of the, uh, out of my brain for a while, uh, for reasons I'm sure I will get into on this podcast later on. But all of this is to say is that it's the beginning of 2022. I don't know about you. I'm feeling 2022. And I'm not saying this is going to be the best year ever because we need to kind of come into this with a, a very calm and rational, don't make sudden movements kind of behavior because we don't know what's going to happen. Let's get this year started. Let's live our lives with our whole ass. Let's ha- make whole ass decisions. All right, guys. Thanks so much for tuning in. Every time you tune in, you're going to hear me rambling and losing the thread, somehow tying it all back together again with a little shiny pink bow. So smash that like, hit that subscribe button, comment only if you have something nice to say. I'll be back next week. Please live your life with your whole ass. Thanks for listening to All Up In My Lady Business. I have been your host, Mary Nisi. You can find resources and links from this episode in the show notes at allupinmyladybusiness.com. If you enjoyed this episode, smash that subscribe button and follow us on all your socials. And don't forget, whatever you do this week, do it with your whole ass.